The following program is scheduled for one fall with a 60-minute time limit. This is Take 4 Wrestling. Welcome to Take 4 Wrestling. This is JT Hulk, and I got a special treat for you guys out there today. I have an exclusive interview with Chris Payne, independent pro wrestling superstar. Also, you may recognize him from wrestling Kevin Owens on SmackDown a couple weeks ago as Gary Gandy. How are you doing today, Mr. Chris Payne, or should I be calling you Gary Gandy for this interview? Oh, that is completely up to you, but I'm doing very, very well. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. Uh, I just want to tell you uh, congratulations again on your uh, SmackDown match. That was a uh, well, thank you. That was a real treat to see on there. Yeah, it didn't go as well as I planned, but well, he got the jump on you, so uh, he's a dirty guy. I think if yeah. uh, he would have waited until uh, the bell rang and you had a chance, I think you would easily beat him. He's not that tall of a guy. I'm kind of not used to those overhead lights that kind of threw me off a bit. I'd imagine. And I'm sure, uh, how many people were there? Uh, 20,000, I think. I'm sure that probably, I'm sure wrestling in front of 20,000 people might have made you a little nervous, too. Yeah, just uh, one thing going through my mind is don't mess up, don't mess up. But <laughs> did did what I could do with uh, ringing the bell a little too soon. Well, uh I got some questions set up for you here. Um, I appreciate you coming on the show and everything with your uh, busy schedule. So uh, how about we uh, just start off with your typical first question. When did you know you were going to be a pro wrestler and what made you get into it? Okay. when Probably when I was a kid, it was either a wrestler or be a firefighter. And like going to school is way more expensive than wrestling school was. So I think that was like a really uh, good thing. And, just, I think I was 16 and I was tired of hearing people tell me to get a real job. So this is something I wanted to do since I was a little kid. Like the story everyone tells you, you know, this is what you want to do. This is all I want to do all my life. I love this business, things like that. So that's one of the main reasons why I got into it. Cause I didn't want to be that person that just sits back and see everybody else doing it so i wanted to do it and that was uh just my own inspiration who were uh some of your favorite wrestlers that you looked up to and wanted to uh, emulate um the ultimate warrior was one and i found out that he was a complete butthead um but owen hart and chris jericho was a couple that i really looked up to uh you know because very similar with size and you know heart and dedication kind of like that um I think more Jericho in the 90s was someone that I wanted to emulate my style to. So um, what? Uh, how did you start your track into professional wrestling? Um, by just going to local independent shows, and I kind of just got uh, in contact with the right people and hit up a wrestling school, and I was nervous as heck to even go. Um, didn't know what to expect. Um, cause all, all my life I was like, oh, this, this is uh, a nerve wracking experience. Just going to a show as a fan, like just seeing, you know, the difference between, you know, a WWE event to an independent event. So like those, the, that can be very, very nerve wracking just as a teenager or a young adult getting in that kind of atmosphere. Um, I remember the first time I ever saw you was in a little place in, um, Zanesville, Ohio. 
Um, it was a pretty small little show, maybe 30 or 40 people came there a month. But, um, I remember, um, you, uh, being in the back and, uh, a larger fella, uh, took offense to you for some reason. And, uh, you guys went out and worked a match and, uh, he beat the living crap out of you. And, um, I remember after you got to the back, uh, and it was a pretty brutal match. I think that match is even on YouTube. We might have to uh, put a link to that. But um, you got to the back, and he uh, proceeded to just really give you the riot act and uh, yelling at you and telling you you need to get the F out of the locker room and stuff. And I remembered you uh, you stayed there, and you took it. You, uh, you took the butt whooping. And um, I think that was the first night I ever talked to you when I came up and said, just stick with it. Kid, you might be going some places. And uh Yeah, that yeah, that night was uh, real tough because you know, no matter what you do or how good you are or how bad you are, you're gonna have people that want you there and don't want you there. You know, you know, I I'm a mentor of some guys now and I just tell them, you know, no matter how you hard you get yelled at and get kicked in the butt, you know, the one thing you wanna do is keep going at it and keep doing your doing what you're doing. Because, you know, you're, you're going to get those people that don't want you there. Have, maybe they feel like, you know, they're, you're not going the steps that they're taking their steps. Everyone's going to take different steps. It's just a matter of what size steps you take. And, you know, maybe then I was taking too big a steps or vice versa. But, you know, I, I've never quit anything in my life and I didn't want to quit then and i'm glad that i didn't well yeah uh i mean that's i gained a lot of respect for you that night and that's when i started uh taking you around to uh shows with me um because i enjoyed working you and um a lot of these independent shows you don't know who you're going to show up and be working so uh, i always like to bring somebody that i know i'll have a good match with or i know that i can trust in the ring and uh i've done it to uh several people over the years and uh, you're one of my favorite opponents. Um, all those, uh, I mean, we've, uh, I think every, every professional wrestler has a story about somebody beating the crap out of them when they first start. Um, I, I've yeah. got, I've gotten the crap beat out of me a few times back in the day by, uh, down in HWA and, uh, crash Holly really put me through the ringer more than once. Um, I think a lot of times that's a test. And even though the guy that did it that night, I don't think he was necessarily doing a test. I think he necessarily, I think he just wanted you to leave. It was, uh, but other people saw it as a test and you passed that test. So, um, I mean, I want to give you props for that because I knew you had determination at that point because anybody that would, uh, keep wanting to do what you were doing after getting, uh, beat up like that, that, uh, it takes a lot of heart and a lot of dedication. Yeah, yes, it does. And, uh, yeah, I did get the crap kicked out of me. Yeah, I can admit that. You know, sometimes, you know, like, definitely nowadays training, maybe that's like something that needs to be, you know, addressed and done at time and time to get that toughness back into the sport. You know, and I appreciate that you saying I'm your, one of your favorite opponents. That really means a lot. Um, yeah, there's times that, you know, maybe I've kicked you in the face a little too hard. But, uh, <laughs> hopefully that's not the reason why I'm one of your favorites, but you know, it, it that's the spite it. as a test. It's a test to like, you know, just when you're on the road with someone and you get to know who they are, just not 
in the ring, but as they are as a person and actually get to know who they are other than, you know, taking someone else's word for it and doing things like that. Um, that's what makes like the wrestling business so great. Cause you can spend an hour, two hours, even three hours in a car with a guy or a group of guys and get to know them on a, you know, personal level. And it kind of just, it, it makes the in-ring work just so much smoother because you know who they are and what they, what they want to accomplish. That's uh, definitely true statements. Um, yeah. After that night, uh, you, you stuck with that company uh, down there in Zanesville for a little while. Uh, of course there was some, uh, some stuff that went down that I didn't quite understand. Um, I wasn't happy about it when it went down, but I think those are probably stories not best not talked about, <laughs> but, um, yeah, very much. <laughs> from, uh, from there you went to, uh, the IWA, if I'm being correct, right? Yeah. And, um, of course you wrestled for other companies throughout there, um, the uh the IWA is was a uh, company at the time that was not too far off from the uh Zanesville company um but they uh I uh that IWA eventually turned into the uh PWA which is uh I would say probably one of the best drawing companies in Ohio easily and uh yeah. they really started from pretty much nothing and are now just uh amazing uh, like the uh, last show we had just uh, last weekend down in uh, Mount Vernon, Ohio. Um, there was yeah, probably was, three fifty, four hundred people, and uh, that, that goes. It's all about hard work, man. When, yeah. you, when you start something ground up like that, you know there's people out there that's giving us six months or less. Um, you know, we're a year plus into this, and I think. You know, when you get some guys that love the business as much as we do, and that goes to the test of what we're doing, it's good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. The uh, um, I know, um, I know you've gotten a little bit of a little bit of heat over the years from certain people. Um, it's a heat that uh, I really don't understand too much. Um, I think I don't know if it's just uh, because you kind of you kind of balked at the way certain people did things and you did it your way. Um, I don't know if it was uh, jealousy, but um, I've gotten caught up in it a few times. Um, not really defending you, but uh, going, going to the point. Um, and also it's one of the things like um, I know a lot of people say uh, they were trying to say that you weren't trained and I can without a doubt, hundred percent say that you were, you know, um, if anything, I, I maybe had a little bit of a hand in that. Um, like, uh, I tried to, I, I liked showing you stuff when you first started out and, uh, for anybody to say that you weren't trained is, uh, it's just ridiculous. And it's, uh, I think that's one of the things that makes me mad about it the most. Um, I think it's just a bunch of jealousy and a bunch of anger there. Um, cause I think a lot, I don't know if a lot of people are, uh, listening really know how, uh, petty a lot of these uh, wrestlers can be. Um. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I can touch on that a little bit. It, there's different styles of training, different ways guys go about getting trained. Um, you know, you have your schools out there, and they just have some have trainers that are recommended heavily by other wrestlers. Um, and there's a certain like steps, you know, people 
go to this guy, go to that guy. This guy's the right way of doing things. And you, and, you know, maybe that's true. Maybe you know, you know, nineties, early two thousands. That's the that was just what they were doing. You know, you know, HWA was really really big, and you know, the IWA had a school in the early two thousands, and they had a couple others that I'm not too familiar with. But for one group of guys, the two group of guys, to say, okay, this guy's not training. This guy. Maybe it's not the fact that he's not trained. Maybe it's just the fact that he didn't do it their way. Because their way is not always the right way. You know? Yeah. You know, there, there, there's guys, you know, like, you know, you know, guys that turn out to be really good performers that, you know, maybe they did start out in the backyard. Then they found a wrestling school along the way, along when they got famous, things like that. You know, because whether a lot of people believe it or not, once you get WWE signed, they're going to retrain you their way. So, you know, all that training you did for 10, 15 years, and they're not saying this is the wrong way. It's just saying this is the way we're going to do things. So, maybe it's just uh, a thing that, you know, you didn't do it our way, so we kind of feel that you're you're wrong, you're untrained, because it's not our way of training. So, maybe that's what they're thinking i don't have no love lost or hate for them or not that i respect what they do you know they do it their way if they want it that way then that's okay by them you know they're they're still doing what they love to do and i'm doing what i love to do i just wish there was like a happy medium when it comes to this business like that you know we're brothers and sisters at the end of it all and i just you know, wish that this business was more built on that nowadays instead of like worrying about, okay, that guy's not trained. I'm not going to get in the ring with that. Because there are some guys out there that, you know, you, you can probably say the same thing that you've been in the ring with, you know, that whole, why the heck are they doing in the ring? Things I, like that. But, but at, at, at the same time, maybe be more of a mentor than a hater. I don't like you because this, that, you know, maybe it's like, you know, where do you train? How long have you been doing this? Yeah, maybe if you hit up with this guy or that guy in your area, you, it might help you out in the long run. It's all about connection. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I can, as soon as I lock up with a guy, I can tell what kind of level he's at. And there's, uh, there's just different levels of wrestlers, uh, but I mean, I'm sure that some of the guys that say you weren't trained are the same guys. Uh, I bet they'll say that I wasn't trained. And, uh, I think probably my 900 matches probably, uh, might disagree with them, <laughs> but, uh, I've always kind of been a proponent of, cause there's only really so much you can learn at a school. Um, yeah. I think you, you do the majority of your learning actually in matches, um, as I mean, learning, you can learn how to bump and learn how to do the different moves. Uh, but I think you really put it all together actually on the job training. And, uh, cause I mean, I've went, I went to some pretty high quality schools and, um, the most I ever learned was just, uh, traveling around with my uncle and Lord Zoltan wrestling them in different towns. And I learned a thousand times more there than I ever would have at the school. Um, I think a school is good for a foundation base, but um, I think you just got to get in the ring and do it. Um, I think that's one of the advantages of the uh, PWA school too, which you're actually one of the trainers. 
is that uh, yeah. they run monthly shows in the gym, and um, it's really making the guys progress and come along really well. Um, uh, the PWA, if uh, anybody's listening out there, it's uh, pwaohio.com. Um, they, uh, they have some really good talent out there and, uh, I've been impressed with nearly everybody that's come out of the school. Uh, there's been a few people that I'm a little, not real high on, but they're still not bad, you know? Um, you know, but the one thing I think art that the PWA school has that no other school in the area has is the the trainers that are there not it's not about you know let me take your money and I'll train you how to do bumps and moves it's we care about your craft and like what what and it's just not just okay here's the moves here's the craft go out there and do it okay you know what do you want to do what what's your character want to do like character development is a really big thing you know not just so much like okay I, I know how to do a body slam and I'm going to tailor my entire character around that. Okay, but let me see, kind of like, you know, what 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 does that body plan entail to your character? Things like that. So I think we we nitpick a little the little itty bitty things, which makes our shows different from everyone else. Yeah, and uh, you know, well, I think definitely the proof's in the pudding uh, with the how much how much uh, PWA draws. Um, I think they've had. Uh, four or five shows in a row that haven't been under 200, 250 or something. Yeah. I mean, it's then, uh, I to put in perspective, those are for people that might not know, that's pretty impressive numbers. Uh, I would say the average independent show probably draws a hundred and 150, maybe if that, um, I mean, I've been on shows with three people in the audience. So, uh, I think I might've been on a couple of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I guess we should probably get to the most important thing and, um, that would be your, uh, WWE career so far, because you've made, uh, several, uh, on-screen appearances for WWE so far. Um, yeah. How did, uh, how did those start coming about? Okay. First things first, they have the WWE recruit website, which until like, I think it might've been two years ago, I didn't know it existed. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't either. Um, we, I, didn't. I went. To, they, I went to the Arnold Classic, and they had a recruiting booth. Um, they were doing free tryouts, so I met with a gentleman. Um, said, "Hey, here's the website. Put a, a profile in." So um, I put the profile in. I think it might have been a little over, a little less than a year, maybe. Um, I got an email, and I was. In training, Wyatt, when I got it, um, and in this business, we all know about ribs, how they're real. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so, you know, us as wrestlers like to play jokes on one another, post on Facebook when they're in the ring, things like that. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're laughing, it's funny. Um, well, this so would definitely be so, a rib that uh, Chris Crewett would do, too. Like, he would set up a a fake email site, a uh, fake we email address just to email you. Probably, I could see him putting time and effort into that. Yeah, when he when he does a rib, it's really in detail. So yeah, you better watch out. You might be next on the board. I've already like, been hit several fake. times. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and that's in the, like taking a license plate right off of a car. 
<laughs> or so, feed, um, feeding somebody a, a nine-year-old energy bar. That too. So, <laughs> um, so I got the email. I read it. They wanted me to, I believe, it was Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, um, the first Raw and SmackDown. So um, they wanted you to email a picture, verification, all that stuff. Um, so I ended up going there. Um, it was maybe three, maybe four weeks before WrestleMania. Um, so I got there. It was very, very nerve-wracking to just be around that whole atmosphere. Um, ended up doing security work for, like, a pull-apart segment in the back. Ended up getting beat the crap out of. Um, got to do a live tryout in Cincinnati during SmackDown. Um, this was before they went live. So, um, so like the first, that was my first two times there. Um, I think it was like a six month gap between the two times. Um, then I got an email, I think it was right after our July event last year, um, with, with the PWA. Um, then I got, uh, email again about doing, uh, uh, SummerSlam weekend. Um, in a there, um, got to do another entering thing. Did got to get to do a Q and A with uh, William Regal, which is probably so far one of the best things that I've ever done. Um, then ended up going to Connecticut, have having a little conversation with Triple H, was which was super awesome. Um, because definitely in the two thousands, he was like one of the guys that like really you know like pushed me to do what I do. So like in that, then, you know, we all know about three, four weeks ago, um, with, I did the raw in Columbus, which I think I didn't do anything but eat like all day. WWE catering is phenomenal. Actually, I know about WWE catering and it's, uh, it is very good. Um, I was actually part of a ring crew set up one time. I was never cool like you, but I was, I was I ate some <laughs> catering there. Yeah, so then I then in Louisville, Kentucky, Gary Gamby's hometown. Um, I did the uh, of course the match with Kevin Owens, which is a backstory to this Kevin Owens thing. So I'll tell you since we're on the topic of WWE, and it's just it's very very cool. So. So two years ago, I saw him at the Arnold Classic, and I met him because he was part of NXT. And so we're standing in line to meet him, and my soon-to-be wife, Mandy Gandy, asked <laughs> <laughs> um, Kevin Owens to powerbomb me through a table because evidently I was getting on the nerves that day. And he said, well, no, I only get paid to powerbomb people. So, you know, it's... It, Fitting for, you know, a little over two years later for, you know, 20,000 people getting pop-up powerbombs. And, you know, she was in attendance freaking out. <laughs> so, you yeah, know, that, that was a little rundown on what I've done so far. Well, that was, definitely, that was uh, definitely a shock because uh, I remember I, uh, I don't think you told anybody beforehand, um, or not, at least not too you know. many people. You didn't tell me. So uh, I was pretty shocked <laughs> about it. Um, I was pretty uh, happy with uh, seeing you back in like the uh, pull together uh, pull apart segments. 
like uh, with Roman Reigns, and uh, I think you were standing behind Samoa Joe one time, one of his security. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I was pretty proud of you there, but I was absolutely ecstatic for you when uh, you were actually wrestling a match in front of 20,000 people on SmackDown because that's something very few people get to do. Um, and I know some people will say, well, all you had to do was send in an application. Well, then why don't you do it? You know, why, why haven't you been on there? Uh, that's what I, that's what I say to them, you know, cause they, uh, they're not. And, uh, a lot of the people that dogged you and, uh, said you weren't any good were sitting at home watching you on television on SmackDown. And, um, I'm sure that had to be a great feeling. Uh, one of the things I like about, uh, you the most is you, uh, you ignore it and you just stay focused on what you're doing. I think they're more worried about you than you are of them, which I find a little ironic. So, yeah, because it's not that I don't know that they're there. So they are there, and I know that they're me paying attention to them makes them so important. And you know, they're not important to me because you know, if they're important to me, they would they would support me in whatever I do, whether if I want to be a sucky independent wrestler, or you know, if I want to dress up like a woman, or you know. <laughs> things yeah. like that you know i it's it's easy for me to make them feel like they're part of it and they're not you know if they want to be a part of you know my journey from you know wrestling in front of 30 people in zanesville to you know get my hair cut by buddhist barber beefcake to wrestle kevin owens um you know there, there's a reason why, you know, things like this are happening for me because I feel that I'm, you know, busting my butt. I'm in the gym. I'm in, in the ring training. Um, I'm doing things that I feel that I need to do to succeed, you know, whether it's, you know, you know, drop kicking you in the face or, yeah. you know, or, you know, going to WWE and just soaking in all that knowledge, you know. You know, there's there's so many extras that they use in a year's time, you know. And it's very rarely that you see the same extras multiple times. Yeah. You know, and the fact that I've gotten the opportunity to be backstage, you know, seven, eight times over the course of the year and a half, you know, that that's a cool thing from, you know, just guys I've met from The Undertaker to Triple H to Jericho to you know, some of the cruiserweights just to get some of the guys takes on, you know, the processes of getting a tryout to work in an actual T V match to, you know, you know, just being able to pick, you know, Chris Jericho's brain was cool to, you know, talk to Triple H about, you know, just the business side on how to work a TV match compared to, you know, an independent match. Totally different. It's a big and different animal, you know. Yeah. It's like trying to wrestle an alligator in water. You're not going to win. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, yeah, I think people don't realize how different WWE is from independent wrestling. Um, it's just, it's barely even the same thing. Um, it's, uh, it's almost like football and soccer. You know, <laughs> like I think they originated in the, the same way, but it's, it's kind of evolved separate over the years. And, um, but yeah, I mean, that's something, uh, it does even, uh, the night I saw you on there, I thought to myself, even if you never did wrestle another WWE match, which I think you will, nobody can ever take that away from you, you know, 
Cause that'd be something I would love to do, but I just didn't have the stuff to do it. Um, I think that's what a lot of, uh, a lot of guys that are bitter, I think they have a problem with is that they didn't work hard enough or they just didn't have the talent. Um, I'm all right with that. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, once I accepted where my, uh, the stage of career I'm in now, I've been actually pretty happy with it. Uh, cause I used to, I used to want to make it too, but I didn't do what it took. And I think that's what separates the winners and the losers is making those sacrifices and you've made those sacrifices. So, yeah, I, I, you know, like when it comes to just like wrestling in general, you have to sacrifice, you know, you know, birthdays, funerals, you know, I don't have to sacrifice my own wedding. And I'm not, I haven't <laughs> booked anything on that date. Not yet. Anyway. But if WWE me, calls, but, you know, I mean, <laughs> got postponed that wedding. <laughs> Sorry. But, Sorry, Mandy Gandy. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, being able to like sacrifice things, you know, you can't sucks, you know, you're not going to be able to, you know, go to family reunions and parties and, you know, you might, you might miss your uncle or your grandfather's funeral. Um, but, you know, things, everything come full circle and things like that happen, you know, to be able to, you know, like just to impact someone's life is the coolest thing. And for me to be on TV, you know, I've got messages by different people, like, you know, I, I never thought I could be a wrestler and talk about you on TV. You know, maybe I, I'm just going to come I'll go to a school in my area and train to be a wrestler and never stop. Because if you can do it, I can do it kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, if, if, you know, I never wrestle another WWE match and I get, you know, fat and out of shape 20 years from now oh, and God, someone else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was me. So, and, and someone else, you know, is about to go there and, and I can, you know, mentor them, you know, do this, this, and this, you know, it'll help you. I promise, you know, just be yourself, act, act like you belong there, you know, and just, you know, don't say no. Always say yes. If they ask you a question, always say yes. Never say no. Yep. Um, you know, that, that's the, that's the, you know, one advice that you gave me, like, you know, if you if you're about to do a match, tell them whatever you need me to do to make you look good. I did that, and hopefully Kevin Owens is happy with the way I made him look. Um, I know I uh, after work, after the match, and I got to talk to him. You know, he he was really happy with the outcome as far as you know what he was trying to do, uh, character wise that night. So no uh, negative uh, complaints. So I think that's always a good thing. Well, you, you know, uh, sure got to heck of a pop when you announced that you were from Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand I pronounced that wrong. <laughs> it's actually Louisville, Kentucky. And, you know, there was a couple uh, extras there that night that were actually from Louisville. And he was like, you know, you pronounced that wrong. I'm like, there's an E in it, I think. He's like, no, it's an I. It's actually spelled Louisville. But we don't want to get into the whole mean gene spelling cities' names again. <laughs> then, then we have to put out a cigar that's not even there. That's right. Things like that. So what? Um, what was the uh, what was the feeling stepping out in front of the crowd like that? Can you describe it? It's something that's very very hard to describe because there's like like sections of people, you know, like 
just the front row floor area is full. It's like humongous. Like if you ever like been in a, a full attended basketball event, and you see all those people there. Then you got the upper bowl and the upper deck and the cheap seats, as they call it in the wrestling business. <laughs> um, there's just so many people around you. It, it, it's like when you put a bag of potatoes on your shoulder and you start feeling that weight, and it's like they put like 10 or 12 on you at the same, at the same time, and you just see all those people, and you don't know how they're going to react to you. You know, they gave you a pretty easy, you know, uh, job to do. But, you know, all it takes is, like, one person to go, who's this guy? You know, and as we were doing it through, it was it was a dark entrance during a commercial break, during some, you know, WrestleMania and SummerSlam promotional stuff and a couple of promos that were getting aired for TV. I'm, like, sitting there like, holy crap, I think I forgot my line. <laughs> It's pretty easy line. I think I forgot it. Well, I, I couldn't and, imagine. Uh, the largest crowd I've ever wrestled in front of was probably about 2,000 to 2,500 people. And that was like quadrupled a few times over with 20,000. Um, I would imagine yeah, that so, would be completely nerve-wracking. Yeah, it, it was very nerve-wracking at first until I just I psyched myself. And I said, you know what? I'm going to kick the crap out of this dude. I, I know I'm going to do it. You know, and as soon as they turn these lights on and he gets done talking, I tell him, I'm going to kick him in the stomach. (laughs) And uh, didn't get to do that. But, you know, I just had that confidence. You know, I got this. You know, I can do anything. You know, I'm here now. So the worst thing that happened, they don't like me. And I do, you know, crappy job at what I'm supposed to do. You know, but they, they can't delete right live TV, right? That's true. Once you once you're live, once you're live, you're live. <laughs> you know, and just the, the reaction when I told told them my name and where I was from, and they were going crazy. You know, and just the uh, feedback that I'm getting from people wanting Gary Gandy to beat up James Ellsworth is <laughs> just crazy. Definitely after the pay per view last night. So yeah, I. Um... And, I was very proud of you, and uh, it was a heck of an experience for you. I'm sure. Um, being out in front of that crowd that size uh, on WWE television. I think that's uh, something that all wrestlers that are in this business would love to do, and very few get to do it. So uh, you're one of the very few that got to actually go out there because there's probably millions of independent professional wrestlers. (laughs) There's too many sometimes. Um, Yeah, sometimes um, there's too many or not enough. What uh, what was the backstage feeling like being back there? Um, so like, there's like a lot of different feelings. Like, you know, like definitely for me that I was like in gear and I felt like a total mark. Um, so you know, as as I as my experience, like during the whole getting ready for the match, you know, there's a lot of you know guys that came up to me and asked me, "Hey, so what are you doing tonight?" You know, I told him, like, is there any, uh, you know, how, you know, do you want me to, like, give you any pointers? I'm like, man, any pointers will do. So, you know, Brian Kendrick came up uh, came up to me and was like, you know, just imagine this is a life, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity they're giving you. 
you know, just run with it. Whatever you have to do for people to remember who you are, from your face to what you look like, um, to your name, to everything. Um, just, you know, enjoy the moment and, you know, pretty much everything else will, you know, circle itself back around to you, you know, because, you know, not many people get this opportunity to be able to perform for WWE live, you know, on TV, SmackDown Live, you know, you know, they're doing the whole, you know, what the gimmick is with, you know, land of opportunity and for them to give me an opportunity like that, I'm like truly grateful for, you know, but as far as like the overall feel of the locker room, it's like, it's like a huge family thing, like, you know, everyone's supportive of one another and everyone's like, you know, wanting everyone to be successful from the top guy to the bottom guy. You know, they're constantly helping each other out. Well, that's definitely an experience. Uh, I think we're probably going to go ahead and wrap up this interview. Uh, If you have anything to add, what, um, what do you, uh, what should the fans expect to see from you? If they come to one of your shows? Um, First, they're going to expect, I'm going to expect them to buy one of my t-shirts. Look, that's a once in a lifetime opportunity right there. <laughs> Getting a t-shirt of mine, you know, that, no, just, just being able to, you know, see me in the ring for however long I'm out there, you know, I, I, I just put for a hundred percent every single time I'm in the ring and, you know, sometimes I win, sometimes I lose as long as I'm not wrestling the hillbilly. Um, so I, I think it's it, any show that I'm on doesn't matter if it's WWE, PWA, or any, you know, show around the country that wants, you know, some Chris Payne, Gary Gandy, whatever they want, you know, the, the fans are going to get, you know, they're going to be entertained. They're going to have a good time. They're going to, you know, see somebody that's going to invest himself into them for, you know, and, fact that WWE used me in a backlash, backlash promo was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's so, definitely. Uh, I don't know. Just, so, don't matter. It doesn't matter where I'm at. You know. You know. I, I appreciate their support. You know, from me being on SmackDown to you know me being you know, three four hundred people at a high school for PWA. As, as long as they're coming, booing or cheering me, you know that's that makes me happy. It makes me keep <laughs> wanting to do what I do. Well, uh, speaking of the, of your shirts, uh, where can they uh, find a website to buy your shirts on? Well, there's multiple ways they can get that, get my shirts. They can hit me up on Facebook, Chris Payne, Gary Gandy, or just Chris Payne. Or they can uh, go to the real Gary Gandy on Twitter and get them there. Or just find me on Instagram. Any social media, and I will uh, get them straight to them. I, I mail and person. Come to one of my shows, you can get them there. Um, and all my uh, dates and shows, times, all that stuff is on my www.ohio.com. I'm going to have any merch on there soon or what that is. Um, maybe we can get PWA Ohio to start plugging some merchandise. That would uh, probably be a good idea. I know you got some upcoming shows. Uh, you got a uh, PWA tag team title defense coming up on June 3rd. 
Oh, that'll yeah, be at Lancaster, you. Ohio, at uh, 737 Slocum Avenue in uh, Lancaster. <laughs> uh, it's actually Slocum. Um, and also, uh, June 10th in Newark, Ohio, also pronounced Newark, uh, they're having a show at the uh, Don Edwards uh, Baseball Park in uh, conjunction with the YMCA. You're going to be there. Uh, those are some of the upcoming shows you got coming up. Um, yeah, you can check all those out on pwaohio.com. Um, but, uh, yeah, find, yeah, find me on, uh, Facebook, Chris Payne, Gary Gandy, and I'll have like all my dates, you know, not just PWA, but all dates, Gary Gandy, Chris Payne, you'll get that. <laughs> um, he, uh, you just had a show up in, uh, Kentucky last Saturday, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, James Storm was on the show. It was a really cool deal. Um, it was uh, Wildcat Championship Wrestling. They're out of, I don't remember what part of Kentucky. I think it's like, I don't know. It, it's deep south. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> near Louisville. And uh, another thing is, I have three shows in July. Uh, three shows, one July 1st at the PWA School for Restaurant Wrestling and Red, White, and Bruce with featuring Kevin Nash. Don't forget that. Oh, yeah, and that's then, July 8th. That one's on yeah, July 8th, AAA building, Fairfield County Fairground. If you uh, want to see uh, Kevin Nash, tickets are available on PWAohio.com uh, for $40. Uh, for a meet and greet, and that also includes a ticket for the uh, actual show, and he'll be making an appearance there. And plus, you'll get to see Chris Payne at that show. Yeah, and then I will be in Evansville, Indiana, on July twenty second. Well, uh, you can also check me out on uh, tfradio.net/hogg. There's also uh, on Twitter. Uh, it's at JT underscore H-O-G-G and um, also um, at Take 4 Wrestling. And you can also find Take 4 Wrestling on Facebook. Go ahead and give us a like. I appreciate it. This was uh, actually my second interview that I've ever done. And I appreciate uh, you coming on the show with us tonight, Chris. So um, any closing words? No, just make sure you come uh, check out Mr. JT Hogg and myself on June 3rd. You know, make sure you uh, keep plugging wrestling and keep uh, this business alive. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I guess we will talk to you later next week. Uh, we'll probably have a we'll have a regular show again with uh, Tom McLean and Brian. Um, so we will see you next week. Boom. Boom.